The LA Kings are riding a three-game winning streak as they get set to host the Washington Capitals. New Kings goaltender Jonas Corposalo won his LA debut. We'll tell you how he looked and what the goalie rotation should be the rest of the season. And former Kings goalie Jonathan Quick made his Las Vegas debut. I watched it. I'll tell you what I saw. All that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we had 1,367 subscribers, and we have a goal of getting 100 new subscribers each month. We've been doing that now for the past six month months. Uh, however, we have 98 new subscribers from this time last week. Uh, I'm guessing that's due to interest in the trade deadline and the Jonathan Quick drama. Either way, uh, that is amazing. Welcome to all the new subscribers. Uh, if you haven't liked or subscribed yet, doing so really helps out the channel to get more and more recognition. So thank you again to all of you that have taken the time to like and subscribe. Uh, great to have you with us, uh, whether you've been listening from the beginning or you are a new listener or viewer of the YouTube channel. That is amazing. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan the past 30 years. The LA Kings have 18 games left in the regular season. And now that the trade deadline is behind us, uh, it's time for the Kings to start getting into playoff mode. Although there are still some things to be determined as far as the lineup, but so far, so good for the Kings. Uh, they're riding a three-game winning streak. They've won their first two games back home after a road trip. They're playing 10 of their next 11 at Crypto.com Arena, so the schedule looks pretty favorable. As for the Kings getting into a good you know, momentum, uh, rhythm going into the latter part of the season where they do have some big games coming up against division opponents that will decide the seeding uh, in the Western Conference playoffs. It does look, for all intents and purposes, like the Kings – have pretty much locked up a playoff spot at this point, barring some sort of incredible disaster. As for the latest victory for the LA Kings, that was a 4-2 win over the St. Louis Blues this past Saturday. Quick recap, if you missed the game, Kings got off to a great start in this one, jumped out to a 1-0 lead. Carl Grunstrom scoring a goal, um, getting a piece of a Matt Roy point shot. Grunstrom, his ninth of the season. Good job seeing him go hard to the net. However, LA got out of its rhythm offensively in that opening period after a great start because they had to kill off a couple of penalties. St. Louis would end up tying up the game. Kings, though, would reclaim the lead uh, in the second period, a beautiful flip pass into the zone by Quentin Byfield to Adrian Kempe, who scored a really nice goal without much room and space into the top of the net. Uh, great hands, great goal by Kempe, and a nice pass by Quinton Byfield, who we're going to talk a little bit about more later. Uh, for, for Kempe, his 29th goal of the season on the verge of a second straight 30-goal season for Kempe. Uh, that made the score 2-1 LA. Uh, in the third period, St. Louis would tie it up again with a shorthanded goal, but Gabe Velarde would answer with a power play goal. Velarde in close on the goaltender, still had the confidence and the skill to make a forehand-backhand move and score a gorgeous goal. 
uh, for Velarde, his career year continuing with his 21st goal of the season. We're going to talk more about Gabe in a little bit, um, already doubling his career high in goals in a season. Kevin Fiala would ice the game with an empty net goal. The final score, 4-2 Kings for Fiala, his 22nd of the year. He is uh, one of four LA Kings to have scored 20 goals, goals or more so far this season. And three of those players, Velarde, Kempe, and Fiala, all scoring goals in that win over St. Louis. The one that didn't was Andre Kopitar. Um, he has 25 on the season. He's been red hot, but did not get a goal in the latest win for St. Louis. However, the big story from the game and the victory over the Blues was the LA Kings debut of recently acquired goaltender Jonas Corposalo. He allowed two goals on 26 shots in the win. Uh, the first goal was a weird deflection, and the second goal, a shorthanded breakaway after a Sean Dursey mistake. All in all, I thought a very solid performance from Jonas Corposalo. Um, had a couple of nice saves early with St. Louis on the power play, which we talked about. Uh, had a couple of big saves in the second period. Uh, one of them on a redirect right after the Kings had taken the lead. So that was nice to be able to make a big save right after the Kings got some momentum and they were able to keep that momentum going. All in all, like I said, I thought a really solid debut for Jonas Corposalo. Uh, just watching, you know, kind of the eye test, uh, six foot three, 200 pounds. So he's a pretty big goalie, takes up a lot of space in the net, but I think he moves very well. Uh, in net, typically very under control, kind of exudes a lot of confidence in net as well. Um, and and I think, you know, certainly he's motivated right now uh, to play well, playing on a good team, excited to be playing meaningful games, which he had not done much of in Columbus uh, recently. Uh, he did say afterwards, quote, it's awesome. There, uh, These are the games that you enjoy the most. It's more pressure, but you play for these games. It's exciting, uh, end quote. So again, just a little taste of, what he's feeling right now as a new member of the LA Kings, again, joining a team that is very likely going to make the playoffs, uh, joining a team that has some pretty high expectations. And he knows he has a chance to be a big part of this King season going forward. Uh, he's going to get an opportunity to play. And I think it's pretty much an open competition for who's going to be the goaltender once the playoffs come around. But we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. But new team, new city, new expectations for Jonas Corposalo. I think his first test in an LA Kings uniform. Went very well. I thought he played a solid game. And uh, for that, I'm going to give Jonas Corposalo the crown as the player of the game for the Kings' last win over St. Louis. Long live the King. Uh, we're going to talk in a minute about where Corposalo uh, should be making his next start, how he fits in the rotation along with Phoenix Topley uh, for the rest of the season. But I wanted to give a, a few quick observations uh, after or during uh, the game and the win over St. Louis. Um, and, you know, we're going to talk again about how Jonas Corposalo is going to get used. Um, you know what? Actually, we'll talk about it right now. Uh, I, I think both goalies uh, are going to be used going forward. Now, Todd McClellan and the coaching staff have not made this official. Um, they're, they're keeping their options open. Um, but I believe we're going to see Copley, Corposalo, tandem, alternating starts the rest of the way. Uh, Phoenix Copley is starting tonight. Against Washington, I think we're going to see Jonas Corposalo on Thursday uh, against Colorado on the road. Um, so I, I anticipate them again alternating starts as long as both are playing well. On uh, you know if one of them asserts themselves over the other, I could see that goaltender maybe getting more starts down the stretch as we get ready for the playoffs. But I think it's going to be pretty much a competition. I think you know a friendly competition. Both guys hopefully pushing each other because they both want that net. They both want to start in the playoffs. But when it's all said and done, you know, hopefully 
the coaching staff has a difficult decision to make once we get to the playoffs because both goalies have been playing so well. But I think, like I said, I think both are going to get an opportunity to show what they can do. Uh, and I think both will alternate starts the rest of the way, but we shall see. Um, I did want to talk about Gabe Lardy. And by the way, I failed to give him the well-deserved crown as our player of the game against the Canadians um, last Thursday. He had a goal and a primary assist. So bad job by me. Um, so Gabe Velarde needed to be recognized. He's playing very well of late. Good to see him back on his game uh, after the injury and some time off. And it's easy to forget that going into this season, I felt, and I wasn't alone, that this was a huge, almost make-or-break season for Gabe Velarde. Remember, he signed that one-year deal in the offseason and kind of a make-it-or-break-it situation for Gabe Velarde. He had been around long enough that I think the Kings uh, expected him to show more at this point. And he has certainly delivered, uh, and then some. Uh, he is scoring some amazing goals. Uh, the hands that he is displaying, the confidence, uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, the goal he scored against the Blues, the game-winning goal, was fantastic. Again, forehand, backhand, tight in space, right in front of the net, and then he roofs it into the top of the net. Just, I mean, there's not a lot of players in the NHL that has the have the confidence and the skill to be able to do that in that situation with not a lot of room. Uh, and he had the patience, but also the quickness. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing. Sometimes you have more time than you think you, you don't want to rush it. Um, but it was perfect. And I, I thought the reaction he had to that goal was awesome. A huge smile and nodding his head up and down as if to say, Yeah, I'm pretty good. Did you guys did you guys see that? And uh yeah. Gabe, we saw it, Um, and you are pretty good, Uh, and that was a special goal. Uh, And I wouldn't be surprised to see Gabe Velarde get a Mikey Anderson-type deal sometime in the near future. That is to say the Kings rewarding a homegrown guy who is a big part of the future of this team. Remember, Gabe Velarde is only 23 years old. Um, But like I said, it's easy to forget where he was going into this season where there were a lot of people like me who felt like it was time for him to really assert himself. I don't know that I saw this type of season coming from him, um, but it has been everything we could have hoped and more if you're a Kings fan uh, as far as how Gabe Velarde has played this season. It's been a breakout year for him. Uh, He has finally shown the promise uh, that the Kings had in him, making him such a high draft pick, and he's been just amazing this season. It's been great to see. I did want to mention another player who has a lot of expectations and was a high draft pick and is – I don't know, somewhat controversial, I guess. And that's Quentin Byfield. He had a beautiful chip ahead pass to Adrian Kempe for a big goal. And I know the Bally Sports broadcast crew put up some numbers that showed Byfield, um, you know, good in certain areas. Um, And look, despite his lack of goal scoring, I think he is contributing. However, I'm a little skeptical when you cherry pick certain numbers and use them as selling points. Um, I'm not saying that, Everything is about goals and assists, but I think it's also fair to say we we probably would like to see Quinton Byfield find the back of the net a little bit more. Now, he is playing on that top line with Andre Kobitar and Adrian Kempe, and since he's been inserted on that line on the wing, that line has taken off. Now, is it because of Byfield? Uh, is, he, is he part of the reason why, or is it just that he's kind of along for the ride? I, I'm not sure I have the answer to that. At this point, now he does have a point in three straight games, but he hasn't scored a goal since January the 21st, only has two goals on the season. And you could make the argument that Kovatar and Kempe 
are doing the heavy lifting as far as the scoring on that top line and that Byfield is an important complementary piece um, and he's playing a role. And, th- and that's fair. And, and look, I've said all along, I am more than willing to give Quentin Byfield more time to develop. Uh, I know there are some people that already want to label him as a bust or uh, a guy who wasn't worth uh, the pick. I know Tim Stutzla, the player that the Kings uh, didn't take, went to Quentin Byfield and said is, is tearing it up in Ottawa. I still think you need to judge that both of their careers, if you're going to compare them, when they're all said and done and not now. If you're comparing them now, obviously it's no contest. Stitzel is so far ahead that Quentin Byfield couldn't see him with binoculars at this point if they were running a race. But again, uh, it's about the career. We shall see. Um, there are examples of guys like Tage Thompson who, you know, early in their career uh, struggled and now they're turning into superstars. I don't know if Quentin Byfield will be that or not, but I am willing to give him more time than we have seen at this moment. But it is an interesting debate. Um, about his role and what he's doing right now on that top line. Is he really making that much of a difference? Um, Occasionally, he will turn in a spectacular play, like that pass to Adrian Kempe. That was a great pass. Um, And he's had a couple of nice assists in recent games. Um, But there's also a lot of times where he'll get the puck on his stick, carry it into the zone, and a lot of times he'll just lose it, whether it's losing a battle um, against a, a defender or just losing the puck and losing his edges and kind of falling down. It seems to happen more often than not. Um, but it is an interesting debate as far as Quentin Byfield and what his role is and how much he's contributing on that top line. I will just say this, and I've said it before. Don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, definitely keep him on that line. I, like I said, I was really skeptical when the Kings and, and Todd McClellan decided to put him on the wing on the top line. I'm like, what is this about? But he's but I will say, I think getting these quality minutes and playing with these quality teammates can only help his development going forward. So I'm in favor of it as long as it keeps working. There's no need to change it. But I'm just saying at this point, there's some people out there who are trying to sell me that Quentin Byfield is a big reason why that top line is playing so well. And again, I understand it's not always about goals and assists per se, that he could be doing other things to help that line succeed. Um I'm seeing some positive plays. I'm seeing some negative plays. I'm just not ready to say right now that Quentin Byfield is kind of the missing piece for Adrian Kente and Andre Kopitar to get going. I'm not sure if I buy into that at this point, but we'll see uh, going forward. And finally, I did want to mention um, on the blue line against the St. Louis Blues, we saw the newly acquired defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov playing on the second pairing with Matt Roy. Alex Edler was playing on the left side. On the third pairing, Sean Dursey moved back over to his natural right side. And I said before, this is what I expected to see going forward. Um, and, you know, Sean Dursey did have a really, really bad turnover uh, in the game against the Blues. It led directly to a shorthanded goal. And I know there have been some out there. And look, Sean Dursey has had a, a good season. He's, he's a great contributor offensively. But when he has mistakes, they appear to be glaring mistakes that do lead to goals and and those things really do stand out and those are things that he needs to fix and I know there were some that were saying earlier in the year when he would make those mistakes those bad decisions that it was due to him playing on his offside well he's playing on his onside now so that uh that excuse uh needs to go away he needs to make better decisions again he's had a good season he's done a lot of good things but especially when he's quarterbacking that second power play unit you can't have those types of mistakes that lead directly to goals uh, at this time of the season and going into the playoffs. So we'll give Sean a little bit of time to readjust to going back to his natural right side. And in the end, I do think it is a better situation all around for the Kings. I don't think there's any question about that. But 
like I said, the excuse of him being on his offside is no longer an excuse. So need some better decisions uh, more consistently from Sean Dursey. Jonathan Quick made his Vegas debut. And although this is locked on LA Kings, I feel the need to address it because it is something that I'm seeing um, on social media about Kings fans, about Jonathan Quick. Uh, we're going to get into that in just a second. But first, I want to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start, start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make things easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. They take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, Jonathan Quick made his Vegas Golden Knights debut on Sunday. And at first, I wasn't going to watch it because seeing Quickie in that jersey is not pleasant. Um, I still have no regrets on the trade, but it would be a lot more digestible if Jonathan Quick were playing for another team than that team. But my curiosity got the best of me, and I did end up watching the Vegas Golden Knights game against the Montreal Canadiens. I did not root for him. I also did not root against him. I did the best I could to just watch as an observer to see how he played. Quick had a shutout heading into the third period before allowing three goals in the third and holding on for a 5-3 win over Montreal. He allowed three goals on 28 shots, and he was okay. Uh, had a few nice saves. There was a misplay uh, that he had uh, playing the puck that almost cost him. Um, allowed some goals up high into the top part of the net, which is the book on Jonathan Quick. Shoot high on him, and that hasn't changed. Um, but like I said, he was okay, um, kind of like he was in three of his last four starts for L.A. Um, I didn't see anything that made me think, oh, no, uh, he's back. Um, but I have seen some sentiment on social media now that Quick is uh, is in Vegas saying, look out, Jonathan Quick is motivated. He's mad. Uh, he's going to stick it to the LA Kings. I'm sure he is motivated, and I'm sure he is upset. Um, but his game is his game at this point in his career. I will be shocked if he suddenly becomes great again because he's motivated or angry. I mean, shouldn't he have been motivated and angry when he lost his starting job to a career AHL goalie? Um, I'm not hating on Quick. I'm just being honest. Plus, also, if Vegas has a healthy situation in net, he's not going to play for them to be able to stick it to the Kings. Um, their number one goalie is Logan Thompson, and he's injured at the moment, but apparently he's coming back soon. And when he's back, he's their number one goalie, and Aiden Hill is their backup. So Jonathan Quick is not going to be a part of the Vegas Golden Knights if the Golden Knights get healthy in net. Um, so what are they going to do with him? Are they going to put him in the AHL? I mean, I can't see them carrying three goalies on their roster. Now, there's no doubt Jonathan Quick is a very nice third option. Every team in the NHL would probably want to have a two-time Stanley Cup winner Conn Smythe Trophy winning goalie, future Hall of Famer as their emergency third string goalie. 
Um, and yes, Vegas has had injuries all season in net, and it started at the very beginning of the season before the season even started. Their number one goalie, Robin Leonard, was lost for the year due to an injury. So if there are injuries that continue for Vegas, then I think this was a pretty shrewd move by the Golden Knights to get a guy like Jonathan Quick with his resume as potentially their backup goalie. But like I said, if the Golden Knights are healthy, he's not going to play. He's not going to dress. So um, that's the situation for Jonathan Quick. Um, it was difficult to watch. Um, like I said, I, I didn't feel right rooting against him, but I also couldn't root for him because him wearing that sweater is just uh, just not good. Um, but again, uh, it's a difficult situation. If he were with any other team, I would openly root for Jonathan Quick to do well. Um, well, maybe not any other team, but you know what I'm saying. If, you know, the Ducks, the Sharks, uh, you know, if he was in an, any team other than Pacific Division, of course, Vegas, though, is that I mean that team, that's probably the one team other than maybe the Ducks that is the hardest to swallow. But I just I can't be, bring myself to root for him. But I did watch his first start with the Vegas Golden Knights. And like I said, it was OK. And I mean, I do wish him well to a point, but playing for that team uh, can't do it. I can't do it. Um, but are we are we now? Is it now the Jonathan Quick of old after the one game against Montreal where he played okay? I'm going to say no on that. Speaking of the Golden Knights, uh, they are still on top of the Pacific Division, but the race for the division lead and playoff positioning remains very tight. Uh, we also need to preview tonight's game. Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals are in town, and we've got another L.A. King ready to make his debut for his new team. We'll give you the details on that in a second. But first, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you've got to try a Built Bar. They are so delicious that you won't think you're eating something that's good for you. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Uh, I'm not sure how they do it, but it is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to order them online, although you can if you'd like. Go to Built.com, but you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. They are in the pharmacy section. In addition to the new flavors, they also have old favorites like cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. Built Bars, protein bars that taste like candy bars. So the LA Kings play game three of their homestand tonight. They're playing 10 of their next 11 at home, and the Kings riding a three-game winning streak. LA could... Uh, is looking to match their season-high four-game winning streak if they can knock off the Washington Capitals tonight. Uh, of course, uh, legend Alexander Ovechkin in Los Angeles. I saw he was at the Lakers game last night, taking that in. Uh, Phoenix Copley is reportedly getting the start tonight. And like I said, although the coaching staff has not committed to a plan, uh, I think we see Copley tonight, and then I think we see Jonas Corposalo uh, on Thursday in Colorado. And like I said, I think they alternate starts going forward unless one of them really asserts themselves or one of them doesn't play well. Um, as far as another debut for the LA Kings, that apparently is happening tonight as well. Zach McEwen, another pickup at the trade deadline from the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, is going to play apparently on the fourth line tonight. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to draw out of the lineup with McEwen going in. I think it would be hard to take Carl Grunstrom out of the lineup after he just scored a goal in his last game. Uh, you kind of want to reward him for a job well done. But then again, do you want to take Arthur Kaliev out of the lineup because he's such a weapon on the second power play unit? So we shall see uh, who Zach McEwen uh, replaces on that fourth line. 
but I would I would expect to see a very physical, motivated Zach McEwen tonight as he wants to impress his new team and his new teammates and the fan base. Um, I do wonder, though, if he will drop the gloves because he is coming off of a broken jaw that he suffered in a fight recently. So maybe he's, uh, I don't know. I guess if you're that type of player, you got to get right back up on the horse. Um, and again, in his first game for his new team, I would I could see that happening. But again, coming off that broken jaw, uh, I could understand why maybe he's not <laughs> willing to do it in his first game back. But there is a very willing combatant for the Washington Capitals. They've got Tom Wilson over on that team, and he's willing to drop the gloves if Zach McEwen uh, is willing. Although McEwen playing on the fourth line, Wilson probably playing on the number one line. I'm not sure if they'll be matched up uh, very often, but we'll see uh, if something happens. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about on tomorrow's show, of course, recap uh, what we hope is a win for the LA Kings, and we'll tell you all about the debut of Zach McEwen for the LA Kings. Face-off for the game tonight is at Crypto.com Arena set for 7.30. It'll be televised locally on Valley Sports West. You can listen as well on the radio broadcast on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. As we do each Monday, time to check the Pacific Division standings to start the new week. Uh, and it is the Vegas Golden Knights on top with 82 points. The LA Kings are second with 80 points. Seattle Kraken are third with 78 points. And the Edmonton Oilers are in fourth with 76 points. So again, you've got six points separating the top four teams in the Pacific Division. I do think all four of these teams are going to make the playoffs. Calgary has been struggling, and they've actually fallen behind Nashville in the race for the final wildcard spot in the West. So I think the top four is set in both the Central and the Pacific, and I think it's going to be Vegas, LA, Seattle, and Edmonton in the playoffs. Where they finish is still to be determined. There, there are certainly games of importance uh, down the stretch. You also want to be playing your best hockey at the right time. And there will be games head-to-head against Vegas, Seattle, and Edmonton coming up in the final two weeks of the regular season. The Kings obviously would love to win the division, something they've only done once in their history. They only have The LA Kings only have one division title in their entire history. Uh, but, but if they can't do that, certainly would like to get into that second spot and have home ice advantage in the opening round against whoever their first-round opponent may be. If the playoffs started today, it would be the Kings against the Kraken in the first round of the playoffs with L.A. holding home ice advantage. Uh, Looking ahead to the week for this show, Locked on L.A. Kings, uh, we're going to have a feedback Thursday show because on Friday we'll be recapping the Kings game against the Avalanche. So again, Thursday we will read your comments and questions about anything and everything going on with the L.A. Kings, including anything we talked about on today's show. Uh, you can always post your thoughts in the comments section if you're watching the episode on YouTube. Uh, you can send an email as well, regardless of how you're consuming this show. It is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter if you would. We'd love to interact with you there. Uh, I'm pretty active during the games as well um, and try and get you all the latest news as, as, as much as I can. Uh, that is at LockedOnLAKings on Twitter. Also Instagram at LockedOnLAKings as well. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. Now I invite you to make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysts that only Locked on can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked on NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Really appreciate uh, you guys uh, and all your support so far. Looking forward to a great stretch run here for the LA Kings and, of course, getting into the playoffs and hopefully having a special postseason as well. 
Have a great day. And as always, go Kings go.